to all our dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. This is our Friday NFL preview. We are previewing the NFL week seven recording on Friday, October 22nd. Thank you for checking out the pod. We really appreciate your continued support. So keep those downloads coming in for us. Uh, all my dads love to see it. And if you're listening, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Make sure you're subscribed to the pod and spread the word. We've got some, uh, we're all pretty dumb, but we have some good ideas once in a while. So help us continue to grow and promote our little show here. My name is Matthew James, and we are one dad short tonight. Our dad Kmart is uh, trying to get drunk flying to Chicago right now. So no Kmart. Uh, he did go 0 and 5 in the contest last week. So unfortunately, you'll have to wait until we tweet out the graphic on Sunday morning to fade Kyle. He is going for the booby prize, Neil. Is that correct? He is trying to lose. He's two weeks in, so he's trying to try and go for that quarterly booby. Yeah, so when you see the spreadsheet with everyone's picks, maybe I'll put an asterisk next to I'll just put a clown over Kyle's face because he's trying to actually lose his picks. So don't don't follow those. Uh, who else is here? Joe's here. Joe, you're feeling better. Love to see it. Yeah, feeling better. Thought I was going to die for about five minutes on Tuesday night, but now I'm back to normal. So pretty, pretty excited to be back. And Chris, you just collected from Dennis this afternoon, right? He, he had a big sale and now he's ready to just fire away all weekend. Yeah, he was squeaking, cleaning up a Ram 2500, beautiful burgundy truck, said he made some money on it, slid me some cash and you know, ends up sending me Memphis first half and first and full for the his first bet of this weekend. Now, Chris, I almost uh, tweeted this out, but it, his then his plays came in and it was too late. So people might be wondering, like, wait a sec, why is why how is Chris collecting from Dennis if Dennis has had actually a pretty good start to October? So explain to people that. Den has a tab that has gone back for many months. We've been tracking him for well over a year now. And he, despite what people might think, if you've only been following since October 1st, this guy is in debt for months and months and months and months of losing. So just explain to people how you could be collecting from him, even though he's had a winning month so far. Yeah, it's because he's always got... uh a tab going um, as high as, I mean, it used to be for a few months straight, maybe six, seven months straight. It was always right around 1500 to two G's and uh, he doesn't have that kind of cash sitting around. So he just makes little installments of three to 500 bucks. And then he gets hot and gets lower and almost gets it paid off. But I do not remember the last time I actually paid him with him being actually in the in the green so uh let's keep it that way and let's keep winning so for the trolls out there the people who if dennis goes three and one on one day and people there's always the guy that comes in oh dennis is hot like he went four and one last night good for him but remember this is a guy who has racked up a debt over a long period of losing so good luck following that guy 
but we're here yeah. to talk some NFL. Go ahead, Joe. That, yeah, that's that's remember it's fifteen hundred bucks betting fifty dollar units too. Yeah, so that's no small feat. Yeah, that's a that's a hell of a way to get down over one grand uh, on the on that sized units. There's a lot of losing over a long period of time. So let's talk some NFL Week Seven. Uh, last night's game was pretty bad, Chris. It's the first time Dennis has sat out a, a Thursday game. I don't think anybody really knew what to do with this one, but. I mean, good for the Browns, I guess. Yeah, even Den must have been mind-fucked because, uh, I mean, we all talked about it. I text you guys on our pod group text, like, is Brownies the play once uh, we saw that in the contest it was one and a half? Ends up, if you bought it early and got got the Broncos over a field goal, you're good. And if you got it late, you're good. So Vegas might have got a little middle. But Dennis, I uh, was very shocked. Uh, so what I asked him yesterday, I said, hey, who are you taking the Browns with the Donkeys? Because we always call the Broncos the donkey. He goes, who's the donkeys? <laughs> so I said, who the Browns are playing, you fuck? So, and then he never got back to me. So I guess he uh, just didn't want to touch that game. Well, he had to sell that Ram. Yeah. So I guess the place we have to start with week seven is uh, that, that the sports books have lost two weeks in a row. So – what happens after that is they say, okay, all you idiots who like to lay points with all the favorites, I think favorites went seven and zero or seven and one in the early slate last week. Go ahead and lay this number. So we've got, we've got three double digit spreads and you've got the Rams who are laying, I got to get the current spreads up right now. Is it 15? Does somebody have that? I can get you I'm I'm showing Rams 15 and a half. Oh my god. I'm showing I, yeah. I see it. I see it all the way up to 16 and a half. Joe's right. Circa has Rams right now at 16 and a half. They have Cardinals at 18. And then they have what's the other one? Tampa Bay at eleven and a half. So okay, let's start here. These are obviously all inflated, but Chris, we say this sometimes. The line is the line for a reason. Believe it or not, double-digit favorites are actually six and two against the spread this season. So, how do you approach these humongous lines like this? Yeah, and even John Murray, when he spoke uh, on his daily wager pod this week, he said typically the the public will not really bet these. They might put them in a teaser or put them in a money line parlay, money line the bucks or something. But they don't really bet those against the spread. They go for those smaller ones. They'll go for the, the Chiefs. They'll go for the Packers. They'll go for the, the uh, Patriots. You know, they'll go for all those ones, the Raiders, that are all within their reach. So this team will win by four. This team will win by seven. So I don't know. Dennis usually doesn't touch ones that are over two touchdowns unless it's college football. So we'll see. I'm very interested. I don't know if I'll touch them either. I kind of want to take Texas just because it's so – fucking gigantic just for fun see if they can lose by 17 and uh win by like a point or something so we'll see what about you joe this is one what i remember i remember texting the group when the texans were going to buffalo and catching i think 16 and a half 17 and i said am i dumb for liking bills in the contest and i didn't end up playing it but they did end up blowing them out and covering so from either a contest perspective or a betting perspective, how are you approaching these just massive numbers? 
Well, my first thought process was the – I can't remember what the stat was. Maybe, Chris, you can you can remind us. Was uh, You said that, what, historically they're like 60% the, the dog covers these huge fucking lines over like 14. Isn't that what you sent? Yeah, I think I think in the last like since 2001 or two, maybe 2003. But then Matt brought up a more recent one within the last five to seven years. And I guess the favorites have had more. So just depends on how long you've been betting them. Okay, yeah. So I was well. The the way I looked at it was if if they're covering at sixty percent, then one maybe two of the three are gonna the favorite will lose. So we're probably me and Jared are probably gonna play one of the large dogs. We're just trying to pick and choose which one. Probably leaning Bears right now, um, just because their defense might be able to slow Tampa Bay down enough. But I mean, who the fuck knows, man? L.A. could win by twenty four. They could win by. You know, seven. Like, who fucking knows? It's it's hard to pick and choose these huge lines at what dog is going to be live. Well, Neil, you only have to go back one week. Ask Giants betters how that turned out for them. Yeah, not. I mean, not well. And I, I mean, I think Chris and I, where I was looking at the ones from this year, you know, Chris and I have probably still have some nightmares and horror stories of, you know, me taking Detroit. Um, <laughs> against green bay and and chris getting pick six twice in like the fourth quarter when he had atlanta um i mean both i would say to the, both those games though you know there are games that are that can be competitive um and so i, I don't know whether to say that it's a little skewed i mean in my game in detroit, that detroit green bay detroit was winning by three at halftime and i was catching 11 you know chris i think was down three catching 13 before those pick sixes. And I was in the late third or early fourth of that one. So you do have competitive games that I think a little bit are skewing some of those numbers. And you also had just the outright, you know, blowouts like Texans Buffalo, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So. It's kind of hilarious when you bet these dogs, you're just, it's just never comfortable. They could be up a touchdown and you're like, uh, fuck, I got 20 points to give. And then next thing you know, you're just fucking dead. Well, how crazy <laughs> if you're if you're looking at Houston, Arizona, like for us in the contest, I think it's 18 and a half. How crazy is it that at 27 to 10, you don't cover? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. And yeah, and what's crazy too is Arizona's put up a 30 spot on every team in every game this season, other than the Niners. So you can probably expect Arizona to put up at least 35. So you think that Houston can score, you know, 17. And I think the thing to think about with that one, and Chris, you made this point that Arizona, you know, they play Houston this week. They're off a big win at Cleveland. Arizona has a much bigger game coming up on Thursday night against green Bay. If this is 33 to 10, in the fourth quarter starters are coming out. So do you want to, do you want to be laying that number when reserves are coming in and all you need Davis mills to do is just go get a, a, a garbage touchdown with six seconds left to blow the cover on you. <laughs> I don't, that's a, that's what I'm banking on. I mean, like you just said, 30 31 14 I'm covering like go get your 30 points like Joe said it's crazy if the Texans can you know they've put up points 
before this season. Uh, so we'll see if Mills can put together a couple drives. You feel like if you can get a couple touchdowns all game, you might be sitting pretty, like you said, they might be content with a 14-point win in this one. It's also crazy to look at these look-ahead lines where – and, you know, look-ahead lines take with a little bit of grain of salt. They're just projecting 10 days out. But, like, this Rams look-ahead line was 13-and-a-half. The Tampa look-ahead line was 10. And the Arizona look-ahead or look line was 14-and-a-half. So – are these inflated? Yes. Could they still cover? Yes. Uh, Neil, final thoughts on on these three? I think it goes back to I think what your very first sentence was, and you know you have look at headlines, which has anything for any of these three games has anything really changed? Maybe Arizona, like I think that was a surprise. So many people had you know had Cleveland and they went out and obliterated them. But going back to I think you, what you opened the show with, which is Vegas has gotten killed in back to back weeks. Why? Because the most popular teams have won and covered. So they've got to push the envelope that say, okay, we know people are going to be on Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. We know people are going to back the Rams and McVay and, and, and Stafford. And they just got to extend it a little bit more. All right. Keep an eye on those three for sure. We'll, uh, we'll tweet out everybody's contest plays on Sunday. We'll see if anybody decides to take the poop and we'll see if anybody decides to lay the big number. I know uh, my guys I'm doing my contest with, they love the Rams this week. They say there's no way, <laughs> no way Detroit hangs in that game. And I'm like, Oh man, I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> Goff, we've, got, we've got a whole nother section to look at. And uh, this week is really tough with buys. I mean, there's some big heavy-hitting teams on buys with the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Bills. So on the other side of the break, we'll come back and we'll start to dissect the rest of the slate. We'll see where the dads are looking. All right, Joe, you have been pacing the group. You are actually the only one of five of us over 500. So whatever... You've been doing, keep doing it and don't regress dad. Just keep firing. Give me a play that you're looking at for your circuit contest five. Oh man. I got two favorite ones. And, and it's funny because my partner hates both of them, but that's usually a good thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite play is going to be the giants plus three home dog billionaire. Shout out. will also be on them for sure. I think I think our boy, uh, that Carolina quarterback, has regressed back to the scum that we all know he is. So I think the Giants can be scrappy enough to cover this number, especially at home, especially after getting their asses beat last weekend. So, you know, nobody's going to want to bet them. 80% of the bets are on the Panthers, so 20% are on the Giants, but 53% of the money is on the Giants. So you got larger respective bettors firing giants here with a plus 32 percent differential so yeah we're gonna go uh the new york football giants is my favorite play chris i know you're gonna agree with this one and you had made the case last night when we were all texting on our group like wait a minute isn't there isn't the value on the browns now like fade the injury narrative i mean the injury narrative for the giants is as bad as it gets in the entire league uh barkley's still out galladay out tony out I think Shepard out, or one of the other receivers is out, whether it's Shepard or Slayton. They have very few guys left, and that's just the skill position players. So I know you're going to absolutely love this one. 
and thinking that the Giants have enough to be scrappy. And it's one of those where you look at it and you're like, Carolina shouldn't be favored on the road against anyone. This is the dilemma of having people like uh, our boys, Jared and my dad on our team. Cause of course I have my dad send his top five. His number one was the fucking Panthers. So I will have to be square, which I'm not that afraid of because I think the Giants like 0 and 8 their last fucking eight home games as a dog or something. I don't know. They're dog shit. And Danny Dimes is uh, more like Danny Pennies recently. He sucks ass, especially. Here's Giants. Here you go. Daniel Jones at his, in his career at home, 4 and 11 against the spread. Giants is a home underdog since 2018, 4-16 against the spread. So they're horrible at home. Yeah, and I guess especially against pressure, Carolina should be able to get pressure worse. I don't believe me. I'd be on Joe's side on this one, but uh, we're going. We're going to let the, the French smelly poop father get his play, and uh, we'll, we'll dig through some other poop with our other four picks. Wow. Neil, do you have an opinion on this one? I mean, I only to say that what what really happens when you literally are out and every single one of your skill position players, you know, with the exception of Jones, who was questionable going into the last game because he had that concussion. But I, everyone's either out or questionable. I think it was both Shepard. Shepard is questionable. Evan Ingram was questionable. Um, you had to write Tony and Galladay, Barkley out, um, you know. Joe's going to have to nut up, but I, I like it. I like the ball. <laughs> I like the balls on Joe. I think it is interesting. Is there, is there any, I mean, Jody, any, you know, we all know that Sam Darnold does see ghosts in that stadium. That's right. So this is, you know, the, the ghost of, of, uh, was it MetLife? The ghost of MetLife past. <laughs> we are close to Halloween too. So I'm not saying, yeah. I mean, he could have <laughs> nightmares going back into that stadium. Eh, fuck that USC bitch. He sucks. Maybe go, Dan- go Joe's Danny. Got words Danny Dimes. Joe's got yeah. big words about uh, Darnold when Kmart's not on the pot. <laughs> I just I'm more respectful about it when when uh, Kmart's here. But at least right now I can bash those fucking USC dog shit program <laughs> and anybody that went there or Maybe. any season or even any season ticket holders. Fuck them too. But go plus seven this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the Giants will have Adam Gase come out of the tunnel and say hello to Sam Darnold, and that'll do it. <laughs> Both of their old stomping grounds. I mean, and let's not forget, Carolina, it's not like they don't have injury problems either with McCaffrey still being out. He's on injured reserve. That offense, clearly not the same. So that's one, Joe, where you're going to have to hold your nose. Um, no one is going to want the Giants after getting the shit kicked out of them last week, so – uh, maybe that is the right side, Chris. You say it all the time. When a te- when everyone in- jumps off the bandwagon, that's when you want to be on them. Yeah, it's a smelly ass line. So what the fuck? Why not? I don't care. I don't even need to grab my nuts. I'd be proud to walk up to the the <laughs> ticket window and bet this shit. <laughs> all right, uh, Chris. Let's go to you next. Um, give me one that you you talked about Panthers already. Give me one that you want. One that we're going to have to have in uh, is probably going to be the Eagles from Philadelphia. Uh, this line, again, 
smells like absolute ass. First time I saw it, I had to take a double look. Like, what the fuck? Why is two and four Eagles only catching three at four and two high flying Raiders? Just went on the road, won by a million. Now they're coming home to Allegiant. I don't get it, but I always say if the line smells, take the poop. So go Eagles. Here's how, Chris. The Eagles this season have played Tampa, Kansas City, and Dallas. All right? So they've played some of the better teams in the league. And, of course, they barely covered one of those. Yeah, of course they lost all three of those. So that's how you have an Eagles team that's two and four only getting three. Maybe they're not as bad as their record indicates. Uh, Joe, what do you think mm-hmm. of this one? The Raiders obviously coming off the really big division win on the road. First game without Gruden. Could you see them being a little flat here against the Eagles oh, yeah. who are on a little bit extra rest off the mini buy? These were my two locks, actually, when I texted uh, my buddy earlier in the week. I said Giants and Eagles are my two favorite plays of the week. Hated both of them, which is a good fucking thing. No, I just think it's a flat spot for Vegas. They're going to be riding high, kicking the shit out of the, the team they played last weekend. And then uh, coming home here, why can't the Eagles just come in in that early window and fuck them up? We'll see what happens. Any opinion on this one, Neil? No, I would, Joe, think it's a flat spot. I think I, le- I purposely left the Raider game off of my card uh, – Last week, and I sort of had said to myself, depending on what way the Raiders went last week, I would do the opposite this week. So I think if if the Raiders had gotten blown out against Denver, I think this would have been a play on spot um, for for Vegas. The fact that they were pretty dominant um, against the Broncos, I think this is it'll regress back and this will be the flat spot. I like the Eagles. This one's interesting. So the the Raiders. Their last six games is a favorite. Chris, guess what they are? Not good. How about 0-6 against the spread? And their last <laughs> six is a favorite. So uh, they would qualify as one of those teams that you like to point out. You want them as a dog. You absolutely don't want them as a favorite. To go back a little further, 3-9 and nine against the, the spread as a favorite since 2019. This is interesting, though. People that want action on this game uh, – 11 home games the Raiders have played as, at Allegiant Stadium, and, and nine have gone over. That, that's interesting. That surprises me. So um, anybody know what the total is on this one? 48 and a half. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting for an Eagles team that people don't really think of as very prolific offensively with Jalen Hurts. But I don't know. It might be worth a look. We shall see. Uh, Neil, let's throw it to you. Give me one that you're looking at for your five. So I don't think I'm going to get much agreement, but I don't think I'm going to get much disagreement, but I'm, I'm going to go with, and I don't think I've been on this team all season long, at least in the contest, but I'm going to take the Washington football team um, catching eight here in the contest at green Bay. Um, I think one of the things Matt, going back to what you had said uh, before the break, which was, you know, green Bay, I think it's a little bit of a look ahead spot and, and also sort of coming off of, the Bears, which is their arch rivals coming home, they have a very quick turnaround that they've got to get on the road right after this game, right? And they go to Arizona, um, a very big game on a Thursday night on a short week. So I think it's a little, could be a little bit of a flat spot. 
I also think it's very interesting. And Joe, Joe may have some updated numbers than what I do, but I remember on Monday, I texted you guys saying that there were four double digit spreads. This being the other one and green Bay opened at 10 and it's down to eight. Despite what I saw this morning was green Bay getting 75% um, of the ticket bets. So this is one that has gone. The number has come down from 10 um, pretty significantly here by two points, despite obviously Green Bay being the the public fave um, in this one. So um, I know, Joe, if you have updated numbers on what the spreads on that one, but I looked at Washington football team and sort of where this number has gone. As long as you're getting more than a touchdown with with WFT, I think I'm going to have to back them for the first time this season. Oh yeah, it's so it's gone from ten to eight with uh, you know some reverse line movement being that sixty percent of the bets and sixty five percent of the money is on Green Bay. So while Green Bay is quite square now, the the line's moving towards them, which is kind of weird. But yeah, it's a reverse line movement. So if you didn't bet early in the week, you're getting a dog shit number. But who knows? Maybe Washington can cover. You're just addicted to betting on teams going into Green Bay with large numbers, huh? little bit Chris <laughs> this one is right in your wheelhouse you have one of the best teams against the spread in the Packers they are one of the teams that's been killing the sports books nearly every single week actually their only non-cover was week one when they had that weird yeah. road game in Jacksonville against the Saints so five covers in a row you have Washington that's one of the worst teams in the NFL against the spread one in five no one wants to bet on the football team, the WTF football team, and uh, Rivera not covering either. Last last time, getting seven points, oh four and one against the spread run for Rivera. So everyone wants the Packers. No one wants Washington. That sounds like a Chris Duke special. Yeah, we're thinking about doing it because I don't want to. I want to maybe take both teams. Um, that are playing the teams on uh, Thursday night. So maybe take Washington and take uh, Houston just because both of them. And what's this I hear? Like Aaron Rodgers even said it might be a flat spot or something. He's like, it, it might, we got to be careful. We're vulnerable in this game. So um, it scares me when he says that, though, because then he might come out and fucking put 40 up. But uh, we're going to take a hard look at it. Um, it's between that one and uh, – the lowly jets that might make our last spot in our top five. Neil, let me throw this one to you. So of course the squares are who are just hammering the Packers are going to say, well, Washington's defense has been awful this season. That unit has underachieved big time people who were picking Washington to win the division before the season started pointed to their defensive strengths and so what would you say to the people who said, well, Washington's not going to be able to stop Aaron Rodgers. They're going to go get seven whenever they want this entire game. I mean, I think, and I, man, I don't know if you call me out or if people know, I was one of those. I have a Washington WFT to win the division ticket um, in my pocket too, which I'm not ex- really excited about. I think you just got to look at, you know, going forward from this spot, I think what would you – what would you put, you know, WFT's defensive position going forward? I, I heard, I think they're like PFF has them in like the bottom six right now, as far as defensive units. Um, you know, I do think though, with this game, like I know Green Bay's got 
some offensive line challenges, right? I know Dennis Kelly and Myers is, are both out. Um, and I think someone else was questionable on the O-line. And this was an O-line that wasn't very good to begin with because they had traded away. Or they lost one guy to free agency and then Bakhtiari's been out. Um, so I think if, if there's a game that the defensive line for WFT could try to get out and Chase Young could have some success, I think it's going to be it, – hopefully then is, is going to be this one for them to try and right the ship. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, like, I mean, it's, it is still Aaron Rodgers out the side. And what Chris said is Aaron Rodgers could just go up and put a 40-bagger on him. There was something I read earlier in the week. I, I wish I had this to attribute it, but something about Rodgers versus pressure not being a little bit deceivingly bad where the Packers have still had a lot of success, but he has struggled a little bit when teams have been able to get pressure on him. If anybody can do it, it's this Washington front. They're yeah, he's like yeah. worst five in the league. Yeah, something – one like of those The only people that are worse are like <laughs> – no, go ahead. I think Geno Smith and a couple others <laughs> are the only worse with pressure, which, like don't, you said, you wouldn't think. But Don't talk about my dad, Geno, like that. <laughs> Do we want to bring that one up? Do we want to bring up the fact that Seattle covered as a primetime dog last Sunday, and now they're a home primetime dog coming up on Monday? Anybody want to go back to the well with Geno Smith? Oh, man, I want to go back to the well so bad, but my ginger dad, Jared, is probably not going to let me because I'm already on two stinky-ass fucking Chris Duke plays already. He's probably going to have to put his foot down and keep me from firing it. But, you know, one billion percent Den will be on uh, the Saints. So, you know, we'll see what happens. It'll, it'll, it'll be good for our pocketbooks, but it's probably not going to be good enough to make it into my top five. Chris, how about you? you? Can you get there on Seattle? How about Jameis as a road fave? I can't get there. We already said the uh, – I think we all faded him when he was a big road fave against the Giants. They lost outright. Um, if I'm going to go prime time, I'm going to go Sunday night and hope that Shanahan can pull his cock out and touch it next to Garoppolo's and they can dock a little bit and cover the four points against the Colts. Yeah, I'm curious where people are at on San Francisco, Indianapolis. Uh, you've got some conflicting things. Chris, you sent us what, – what was it you were sending about the primetime games, non-West Coast teams going to the West Coast? Yeah, that's about uh, – that's hitting at a, about a 64% clip since 2003. And then it's a team after week six. So there's you know been, a, been about a – quarter of the way through or about a third of the way through the season um the teams that are favored but are dog shit against the spread like the Niners against the team that are good against the spread like the Colts the team that's worse against the spread is uh over 70 percent and there's like 150 game sample size for that one so kind of contrarian fave I like those I always say I'd rather uh, I run away from the square dogs I think there's a bigger ticket count on the Colts right now I've, I've heard like 12 people just say they like the Colts. I haven't heard anyone say they love the Niners, so I'll probably take the side nobody wants. Now, at the same time, Joe, I want your comments on this as a Niners fan. Kyle Shanahan's inability to cover games as a favorite is a little bit baffling. So the Niners are 0-7 against the spread as a home favorite since the start of last season. 
Kyle Shanahan is Niners coach is three fourteen and two ATS is a home favorite. And as just a favorite in general, Kyle Shanahan is eight 19 and two. So I get what Chris is saying with a contrarian fave, but how can you have any faith in this Niners team under Kyle Shanahan with those ATF numbers as a favorite? Real quick, he is two and one off the bye as a fave. So that you got that going for you. (laughs) No, I mean, fuck, dude. I I just think it it boils down to, I mean, and obviously these are built into the the spreads, but him having teams that are just hurt all the fucking time. So he's trying to coach through that. I mean, and they're relatively healthy, healthy right now. So, you know, we'll see what happens, man. There's going to be weather that's coming into play. So I'm more like if, if I was betting this, I would 1 million percent be on the Colts plus four. I mean, we're going to be on the or We're probably going to be on the Colts with then. And I'm just trying. It, it, it's a tough sell. I just it, it's hard for me to fire Niners minus four. I'm just more inclined to take the Colts, but it being a, the Colts are going to be a square dog. I'll probably end up staying away from it entirely. Neil, did you have any thoughts on that one? Really interesting Sunday night matchup. It is. It's going to be a good one with San, you know, San Francisco coming off a bye, going back to Garoppolo. Um, I just think it is going to be, you know, Joe mentioned some, some weather issues. I mean, I'm look, I looked at it earlier. S- Sunday nights, a hundred percent chance of rain, 20 mile per hour winds. Um, you know, if you're going to trust the running game in that situation, you're trusting Jonathan Taylor in Indianapolis um, with that offensive line more so than you are San Francisco at that point with all their running back injuries. Um, I, I'm, it's probably going to be a stay away from me. Yeah, it's supposed to be 100% rainy and horrible weather. Hopefully Al Michaels brings his raincoat. He's going to need it. Any other ones that people were dying to bring up on the pod today? Obviously, it's a shorter slate with six teams on a bye. We've already had a game last night. Any other ones that people are dying to talk about? Uh, Like Cincy plus six and a half going to Baltimore. Just another letdown spot. Same thing as the Raiders. Baltimore going home after – absolutely annihilating the chargers so or was that in baltimore last it week was, yeah that was it in was more okay well either way it's still let it's a flat spot and you know it's the cincinnati Bengals who are familiar with baltimore in division game plus six and a half i think that's a couple points too much i think since he should be like four and a half point favorites or dogs but um so that's that's probably going to sneak its way into our our contest but yeah i really like joe burrow to pull his cock out and, and cover a spread at baltimore <laughs> love it chris chris or neil do you guys agree we've already seen cincinnati go on the road and win at pittsburgh so this is another one they've been the the basement dwellers in that division for a while and you know they're gonna get up to try to make some noise against these teams that have been near the top of the division for a long time can since be scrappy enough to to get it done what do you think neil i know that ravens I mean, have yeah, I think Cincinnati can, and they've showed the ability to. This Baltimore team, though, it is I'm really nervous after seeing what they did against the Chargers last week. Um, I certainly think Bengals have the potential here, but I'm again just I, I don't know what it was about the that Charger game last week, but that was just a, a debacle. I don't know whether it's because Baltimore actually is that good, or if you know Chargers were just dead. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, Chris, you love those division dogs, so that's not going to be a tough one to sell you on. Yeah, we're leaning that way. Uh, we're just debating whether that one or maybe one that nobody wants to even get close to. Um, you know, the Jets, they got murdered by the Patriots last time. They played at home. Now the line's hovering around the same. It's one of those where just by principle I might have to. You'd think, how do they lose by 20 last game and they leave the line the same and they're in, you know, New England. So uh, maybe New England has a little hangover after that overtime Cowboy game, sneak out a, you know, three or four point win and cover with the Jets. All right, good stuff, guys. We will get out of there with that. I think we touched on most games. And, uh, man, for the poop reminder this week, Chris, there's a lot of poop. This is the week for sewage. If you like to put on your hazmat suit and take the Texans, take the Lions, take the Bears, just remind everybody what might happen if you get in with the shitty stuff. Guys, put the hazmat suit on. It might get shitty. Pretend you're Mike Rowe. This is Beiju. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beiju, fade the fuck out of you.